For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Hey, welcome back to The Tom Ferry Show. Thank you always for watching. Do me a favor, continue to make comments. And if you like this content, share it with a friend or two. It would mean the world to me. Now, as we were talking last week, we were talking about the adding strategy to grow your business. And I gave you the metaphor of, you know, the three little pigs. One had built their house out of hay, one out of six, and one out of bricks. What we know is if we want to have a better year in 2020 than we had in 2019, we do not want to leave it to chance rolling the dice. We want to add the appropriate bricks to our business to make it more sustainable, repeatable, and scalable. Lots of words there for you, but you know what I mean. So today, we want to start the process of business planning. Now, over the next couple of weeks, you'll see my company doing webinars and promotions and you know, download this plan and take advantage of this. So continuing with all of that theme, I wanna start with a couple of key questions and then talk to you about the basics of your business plan and some of the key components that will ultimately guide and direct how you're gonna decide how many transactions, how much income, how much savings, et cetera. But getting a little ahead of myself. So let's start with this question. Certainly looking at the last few weeks of goal setting and then the adding strategy, my first question is, are you ahead of 2018 sales performance? Are you ahead of, you know, here we are in 2019, did you do more this year, the same, or did you go backwards? And no matter what the answer is, the question is analytically, why? What happened? Was it you, was it the market? Did something happen in your business where there was a massive disruption? Did you, uh, try a bunch of things and stop doing the things that always got you the success that you wanted, right? What happened that caused this, this, or this? That's the first thing. And be analytical, try and remove all the emotion. The second question is, do you want to do more business in 2020 than you did in 2019? Now, my gut is because you're watching the Tom Ferry Show, the answer is of course, and then I'm gonna say, why? What is your motivation? When you dig into our business plan, I'm gonna ask you as an example to write a letter to yourself declaring your commitments towards 2020. Why achieving these goals are a must for you? Who are you doing it for? What is the motive for action as a reminder that we will do more, whether it is for others or our ambitions, than we will just on our own? So there's just something about, and it goes back to Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich, getting it in writing. This is what I'm committed to and this is why I'm committed to it. Very important. You really get honest about that motivation. And then of course, number three, as I mentioned, what do you need to add to ensure your success? More focus around listings, more lead generation, bringing on an assistant, bringing in another sales associate, you know, adding better conversion methodologies, using more checklists and software to improve efficiency. It's entirely up to you, but remember what got you here is not gonna get you there. You're gonna have to add to make that leap. So. With all that said, let's talk high level about what you're gonna do this year from a business planning standpoint. So the first thing we're starting with is a financial calculator. You see, I believe that too often people say, my goal is X, but they're not taking into consideration. What does it cost them to run their household every month? What does it cost them to run their business every month? I'll go right down the list. 
how much debt reduction would you like to pay off in 2020, right? Um, what about taxes, right? Is it 35%? Is it 51%? Is it 55%? Like factoring that into your plan, I would argue is super important. Also, what is your pre-tax savings goal? You know, SEPs, IRAs, et cetera, that are savings before you pay taxes versus your post-tax savings goal. So I ripped through those pretty quick. Let's go through them one more time. What are your business expenses? What are your operating expenses in your business? What are your personal expenses to run your household, right? What's your debt reduction, right? How much debt do you have? Do you wanna pay it all off? Do you wanna pay some of it off? What do you wanna do? How much money will you pay in taxes? I live in the state of California. Here's the answer. I made a dollar, half goes to Uncle Sam, California and federal. You know your state, you know your laws, you know your averages, plan accordingly. And then what are your pre-tax savings and then what are your post-tax savings goals? See, by starting there, now all of a sudden, instead of just saying, hey, I wanna sell 22 homes, you're actually now gonna say, well, gosh, when I look at all of this and then I add up my business with my average sales price, my average retained commission, after my broker split, after all my expenses, after my debt reduction, after my taxes, I gotta sell a lot of houses either just to break even or to achieve my savings goals or give myself the cushion that I desire. Does that make sense? So I think it's irresponsible to not first look at your budget as you're deciding ultimately how much money do I want in the bank when all is said and done, taxes, expenses, and everything else paid. That would be the first thing I'd ask you to do and you're gonna see it inside our business plan. Obviously, we're gonna include a business calculator for all your different business expenses, high level, and of course, personal, same thing, rent, mortgage, yada, yada, car expenses, all the typical things, right? Um, this is not gonna be designed to be what you're gonna use to you know, submit to your taxes and your accountant, that kind of thing. It's just a basic framework of what are your expenses and how do we stay to that budget to achieve the financial goals you desire. Now, the next part of the plan is really about actuals, and goals. Actuals, what did I accomplish in 2019? And then what are my goals for 2020? Now in the past, I might say to you, just make sure you beat last year. But, but what if you've got a lot of debt you wanna pay off? What if you have a big expenditure coming up, a, a, a daughter getting married, kids going off to college, you decided you want to pay off your mortgage, you wanted to buy an investment property, well, all of these goals after tax dollars are going to ratchet up your goal for transactions beyond perhaps your actuals. So what do we start with? Actuals. Here's what I wrote down. What's your actual volume going to be at the end of this year? Like how much sales volume did you do? Number two, what is your gross commission income? And then after broker split, how much dollars to you? Right now, there's a tens of different formulas, so I'm not gonna cap versus this, for, you know, just you know your splits, you know how it works, what's your gross, and then what came to you after your broker cost. Then, C, I wanna know actuals this year. How many lead sources, how many transactions? So let's just say you did 19 transactions. Let's say you did 190 transactions in 2019. If you're smart, and I know you are, you can go through and say, well, past client, past client, past client, referral, referral, agent, agent, referral, 
open house, open house, geofarm, 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 Zillow, 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 Google, 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 and you're gonna know exactly where the business comes from. And if you don't know, you need to go back through every one of your transactions, right? And say, what was the source? Like, it's very lazy. It's very lazy. And I hear it all the time. All my business comes by way of referral. That I take the Excel spreadsheet of all the transactions that say one, two, three, four, Banana Street. They're like, oh, met that person at open house. Oh, so that's not a referral. You with me? Don't be lazy. Be analytical so we can plan accordingly to grow and to scale and to add like we've discussed. Make sense? So, again, volume, GCI, transactions by lead source, actual for the year. Then I want to know percentage of your business that was buy side versus sell side. Percentage of your business that was buy side and sell side. And I want to know, and I think you do too, what was the average sales price for both? What was the average sales price for both? I've seen a ton of people that would say, wow, you know, my listing average sales price because of geographic farming, I can target it. I can actually target my average sales price is here, but my average buy side, because I was buying online leads, is here. Now, there's no right or wrong in this. It's just the averages. It's just the math. Now I can work on tweaking, adjusting, making more, et cetera, from each one of those. Then, of course, if you're really paying attention, you want to know what was your average retained commission percentage on average on list side and on average on buy side. So did you average 2.75? Did you average 2.25? Did you average 3.16? Whatever your average was, as we think about our goals for 2020, what's the goal? Right? I want to retain a higher percentage after rebates or discounts or commissions or whatever it may be, referral fees to other companies or to relocation or agent to agent, whatever it is, I want to do everything in my power to increase my retained average commission percentage, either by skills or by doing less of the transactions that get the referral fees and more of others, as an example. So that's the next one. Then I wrote down, I ultimately am going to want to know, and this leads me nicely into the next section of the plan, is I want to know how many conversations did you have in 2019? Now, when you hear that, we know that the average person has anywhere between 80 and 100 conversations a month that goes something like this. Hey, Brandon, you're in real estate. How's the market? Right? Like, hey, okay, Courtney, you know, what's going on in the real estate? What are, you know, what are you guys up to? What's happening? Because they're your friends. You see them in the soccer field. You see them at Starbucks. Like, it's a very typical thing. Now, those conversations matter. So do the ones at open houses. So do the ones that email you. So do the ones that, you know, you meet randomly for the first time because you're wearing your company name badge. So do phone calls. The key is we got to track all of it so we really can understand how to predict our business going forward. So now as you're watching this, you know, you might be able to say, you know, on average, I kind of did this, right? Let's see, I did track through my calendar. I did... 43 open houses last year, and I probably averaged seven people through it that I actually talked to, right? And 43 times seven is, wow, okay, I had that many conversations from open houses. You know, even if in the beginning it's not perfect, at least it's a beginning. You're starting to become aware of how many people you talk to and then the results of that. Does that make sense? Really important in the planning process to try and be as precise as possible. In the beginning, sometimes you just need a baseline number and then you work from there. So you do that with each one of those categories. Once you have that, including things like how many open houses, etc., now we can start to forecast going forwards. Hey, it's Tom. 
If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. So let's look at the next part of the plan, which is the forecasting part. So in 2020, ready? How many transactions, let me back up. In 2020, what's your goal for sales volume? Now remember, you're now gonna be looking at this differently because you're not just gonna say, hey, I wanna do 10 million, 30 million, 100 million, 400 million. Instead, you're gonna say, wait a minute, in order for me to pay off, and by the way, inside of our software, it just does this for you automatically, which is kind of nice, and you can adjust it with a couple little numbers, tweak, 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 so all my coaching members pay attention. So you're gonna say, I wanna do this much volume because I need this much volume after my expenses, after my personal expenses, after my taxes to pay off this much debt or put aside that much money for my kid's college or whatever that sexy goal is. Does that make sense? So don't just pick an arbitrary number. Pick it based around what is my net income after taxes goal so I can go do the things I want. Make sense? So again, what's your volume goal? Therefore, what's your GCI goal? Remember, what is your average retained commission percentage buy side, sell side? Can you ratchet it up just a tad? Oh, let me tell you, when you ratchet up, it just, it, let's just say on the listing side, you go from 2.25 to 2.5. Just that little adjustment, even the same number of transactions, you know it's the compound effect. Your income goes up geometrically because of that little adjustment. So paying attention to that and tracking it makes a big difference. Then, you ready? How many transactions by sources? So now I've said volume and GCI. Hey, last year, making this up, I did 19 transactions. This year I want to do 36 transactions. I did this many from my database. I did this many from open houses. I did this many from Zillow. I did this many from social. I did this many from, I have no idea. And now I'm going to forecast. In order for me to get to the volume and the GCI I want, how many transactions by source, which then begins your marketing and your prospecting focus and concentration. You gotta decide. Don't just say, I wanna do 93 deals, or don't just say, I wanna do 12 sales, whatever happens, happens. That is irresponsible at best. That's like saying to your kid, go to school, but don't think about the grades, just try and have some fun, right? Like, no, you wanna be very specific. The same rule applies to you and I as it does to our kids in school. All right, so volume, GCI, transactions by lead source, Break it all down, 10 from here, five from here, seven from here, eight from here. Be mindful of having too many, one from here, one from here, one from here, because why would I put any concentration on one, you know, one transaction? You can just clump five under other. <laughs> Get lucky, <laughs> bonus deals, make sense? Then, you ready? What percentage are you forecasting? Listing sold from buyer controlled sales. What is your forecast? If you have a team, same rules apply right? Then I want to know, and we're going to get to it in a minute because there's a formula, how many conversations you need to have. We're going to reverse engineer from the number of transactions back to how many people I need to talk to in my database and outside of my database, X number of days per week, X number of weeks per year in order to guarantee me getting to my goal. 
Does that make sense? But we'll do that in a second. And the same thing, how many open houses, all that normal stuff. So let's talk about that, ready? I wrote down for you the easiest way and the most formula, formulamatic, let me say that again. Formulaic. Formulaic, I knew I was probably doing that wrong, okay. So the easiest way and the most formulamaic, I can't even say that word, but let's not edit, you know what I mean, is to look at your transaction goal and times it by 50. Now, every study shows the same thing, that the average real estate sales professional talks to 50 people on average to do one transaction. If you're one of my coaching clients, I know you're doing better. Yours is probably 27 or 17 or 32, maybe it's eight, I don't know. But the average, right, if you're not a coaching client, you're new to Tom Ferry, you're writing your goals for the year, we always start with 50. So what, we'll see, what you'll see in our plan and what we recommend is you say, my goal is 36 sides, so I times 36 by 50, I get 1,800. I then say to you, divide it by 10 months. And you say, but wait a minute, there's 12 months in a year. And I say, yes, but no agent ever works 12 months. Divide it by 10. You with me? And if you're smart, you will front load the work and do more of the things you're supposed to do early. And guess what? You'll crush the year. So what does that mean? My 1800 is now 180 people I need to talk to every month, 180. Then I say you divide that by 20, which you can figure out the math is nine. Now, I don't like odd numbers. I say always roll up to the even number, so in this case, it's 10 conversations a day. Now, before you fall on the ground and think, oh my God, how am I ever gonna do this? And for some of you, you might be going, wow, that's you're letting me off the hook, I'm making 30 today. Pay attention to your goals and the numbers. Here's ultimately what I want. Let's say that number is 10 per day. Half of them, I want to be to your database. The nurturing, connecting, bringing value, checking in, not always asking for a referral, not always asking if they want to, you know, who they know that wants to buy and sell, but instead just checking in and keeping those relationships tight, right? Because we know the value of that. Five of those every day, or the number of days that you're going to do this, and then five new people every day. Now, the new people could be you're buying leads from Zillow, you're, you're following up on Google leads, right, that are coming in. It could be a referral, it could be people you met in an open house. There's no wrong way to do it. Eh, don't steal your friend's database. That would be wrong. Outside of that, there's no wrong way to do it, right? So you gotta talk to five new people every day, and you gotta talk to five people in your database every day, and it's the compound effect. Tristan, we did a Mindset Monday about this a long time ago where I said, the whole game is, you start the new year by pushing a couple pebbles at the top of a snowy mountain, right? If you saw this Mindset Monday, it, it really is the story of my life. People are like, how did you, you know, get to this place in your life? I'm like, because I, I started pushing a couple pebbles at the top of those snowy mountain. If you know anything about this, that pebble starts to formulate and it gets bigger and all of a sudden this giant avalanche woof, of success is cruising down the mountain. So the same rule applies here, right? Does it really make a difference if you don't make those five calls that day? No, it's not gonna be the end of the world. But by doing the five calls every day, you're pushing that little rock into momentum and then all of a sudden, you've got more leads, more opportunities, more appointments and more business and guess what? Your daughter's now going to college, you're paying off your mortgage, you're paying off all your debts and you're doing all the things you decided to do because you were willing to do the one thing you had control of which was talk to people and see if they're interested in buying or selling real estate and maintaining relationships and all the things that we know.
Does that make sense? You can't sit back and wait, my friends. You know it and I know it. We said you had to add to build your business. This is probably one of the most important disciplines you will add. So you got to decide again, right? How many transactions times 50, and then you're going to break it down, right? 10 months, 20 days, make sure it's an even number, always go up, divide it in half, half to your database, half to new, and then always four follow-up conversations every day because we know the game is follow-up and we know where most consumers' expectations aren't met is a lack of follow-up. So we're going to add four lead follow-up conversations every day and while I'm there, let's add two pieces of content every day. Facebook, Instagram, etc. staying top of mind, but I'm getting ahead of myself because that's really the marketing plan. But now you got five, five, four, two every day that you plan to build your business. Make sense? Now, of course, from there, you're gonna then reverse engineer that and say, so how many hours of power is that gonna be? And like we've talked about in the Tom Ferry Show in the past, nine to 11, four to six are the best times, nine to 11 and four to six, it should just be in your calendar for the entire year. And then the weekends or weekdays you're gonna do open houses, all that plan in advance. So I know hours of power, I know how many open houses I'm committed to, therefore I know how many conversations I'm gonna have and I'm gonna track and measure that. Then I'm gonna break down, remember, I wanna do, giving you the easy numbers, 36 transactions, so I want 50% of my business to be listing sold, that's 18. So this is where you have to say, okay, if I want 18 listings sold, in my market, understanding the trends of my business and what's happening in the area, how many listing appointments do I need to go on to get the right number of listings taken to actually have 18 sold? Now, if you're in the high end, mm, I would bet that today you might be running at 36 listings taken to have 18 listings sold because generally speaking in the high end, they overprice it and the property isn't perfect. And when those two things happen, the property doesn't sell very quickly. You know it and I know it. But if I'm in the first time buyer market and the first time move up market, I still wanna price it correctly. The house can be reasonably nice and you and I both know because of supply and demand, those properties are selling quickly. So know your market. And what I say is always expect that you're gonna to have to do more to get that result and then track and measure the numbers and be happy to realize, OMG, I only needed 28 listing appointments to get 19 listings to have 18 sell, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Know your numbers. The last one is your initial buyer consultations. I've got a goal of 18 buyer sales. How many initial one-on-one -on -one buyer consultations do I need to have? Forget the fact that Steph and Tristan wanna look all over town and I'm gonna show them all kinds of properties, but you don't, you don't wanna add that into the formula yet. You wanna start with how many one-on-one -on -one face-to-face meetings am I gonna have that lead to the showing appointments and eventually the offer written and of course the closed transaction. I doubt it's 18 for 18. I bet it's probably more like three times that, maybe even four times the number of initial buyer consultations before you realize, do we like each other? Do I wanna help you? Can I serve you based upon your needs and expectations and your understanding of the marketplace? Like, you know your business. We're gonna forecast properly. 
we're going to make sure that we are targeting the number of appointments we actually need to produce the results we want, both on the list side and on the buy side. Now, this may feel a little overwhelming and you might need to watch this video a few times and join me on a webinar coming up, maybe two or three, where I keep walking you through the formulas and maybe with a business plan in front of you or inside of a loom entirely up to you. But the bottom line is this, my friend, you have the desire to do better in 2020 and you've seen me do it before. This is not how I like to run my life. I don't like to go on to my wife and, she, and say, hey, honey, did you make any money? Oh, you know, I'm, I try, but I keep crapping out. No, she wants me to be tactical, organized, and analytical, even if that isn't my greatest skill set. Even if it's not my greatest skill set. And you can do the same. So, wrapping up, you're gonna have your financial goals, you're gonna make your decisions on the number of transactions you're going to do based upon your financial goals. We're gonna look at everything you did in 2019 to determine where do you need to improve and get better and forecast for 2020 right down to your hours of power and your daily number to guarantee your success. Now, there's way more to this, but that's the first half of the plan. By the way, the second half is the projects and promises and of course, your marketing plan, which is the engine that makes all of this run, but I'm gonna save that for the next show. So. Thank you so much for watching. I'm expecting you on your phone, probably going like this, rewinding and watching this over and over again. Maybe sit down with your assistant, people on your team, maybe your broker manager, maybe some friends inside the office and go through this together and let's make sure that we're all on the same page so we can design 2020 to be absolutely exceptional. Thank you so much for watching. I look forward to sharing more on the Tom Ferry Show. Make some comments, let me know what you're thinking and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.